Oh, 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Chavivin Yisruai. Chavivin, Chavivin, Chavivin Yisruai. Shenikribunim, Bunim Lamukoi. Bunim, Bunim, Bunim Lamukoi. Chavivin, Chavivin Yisruai. Chavivin, Chavivin, Chavivin Yisruai. Shenikrit bunim, bunim lamukoi, bunim 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 lamukoi. Bunim lamukoi, bunim bunim lamukoi.
in the AM. Lucky, brand new from 8th Day. You heard Yaeli Greenfeld in there with Chavivin. Yehuda's Nigun was Yehuda Green. Shlomi Kaufman and Ivdu. Shlomo Katz with Mina Meitzar. Uh, Ashrei, that was Leiva Nefesh. Nice classic. Mayor Sherman with our Monday morning theme song, Masach HaShem. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this November the 1st, day 26 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5782. Tough Shin Pei Aleph, 54 degrees with sunshine and a high temperature of 61. 
Tonight, cloudy and a low 47. Tomorrow, some clouds and a high 55 degrees. 77 in Yerushalayim, 54 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM, 24 minutes before the hour. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us, everybody. On this Monday, heading back to school and back to work. Um, Rav David Stav going to join us later. He is uh, in Israel, of course, and he is the leader of yet another initiative to try to make things a little bit more normal in Israel. We'll explain what we're talking about. Um, he'll join us later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, check in with our friends at Joma. They've got a hotline going, which could be very helpful to people in our community. We'll talk about that coming up and uh, obviously plenty more, as you would suspect. Today is Monday, which means Rabbi Benji Kramer will feature Mayor Me Lim, a segment dedicated to the memory of Mayor Weingarten um, at 9 a.m. Eastern time in the slot that Mayor would rightfully dominate um, during the latter part of his lifetime, the era of Shabbos show. I always do that, the Arab Shabbos show, the the Israel show. And um, Rabbi Benji Kramer has taken it upon himself, and we can't thank him enough, frankly. Uh, we can't thank him enough to feature a Meir Milim segment, a segment analyzing the Hebrew language, uh, a specific Hebrew word or root uh, or phrase, in memory of Mayor, um, the segment done in memory of Mayor, I mean, the, the, the Mayor Milim segment is done to educate our worldwide community. It is named Mayor Milim in the memory of Mayor. Today it's Peikuf Dalit. Peikuf Dalit is the, the root of the word. Um, it has a lot of, uh, there are a lot of words associated with Peikuf Dalit. At least I think so. I haven't heard the segment yet. But at 9 o'clock this morning, we'll all hear it. So again, Meir Mi Lim with uh, Rabbi Benji Kramer coming up. An analysis of the Hebrew language at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Yoni Pollock will no doubt discuss the uh, the fact that his team, his baseball team, the Houston Astros, are now a little bit stronger than they were yesterday. <laughs> That'll be at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time here at the Nahum Siegel Network and the wonderful music all day long. That I can guarantee you. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast of JM in the AM.
JM in the AM, Monday morning, first day of November, 26th of March. and good morning, everybody. It's Maishi Tischler's Rock Hayom, a toast to life done by Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai and David's Hine Anochi, Moda Ani, that was Mayor Sherman, Baruch Abitan, had a don alum here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Do we have our news from... Oh, there we go. <laughs> Golly, it's all in the background. Do our news from Israel coming up. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954. Available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Check out our community calendar. Lots of interesting stuff always happening on the community calendar, that I can guarantee you. Uh, the Bris Avram dinner, as you know, is this coming Sunday. It's actually a luncheon-slash-dinner in Hillside, New Jersey. Check that out online. Lander College for Men has their open house this Sunday. It's up there as well. The national finals of the Chidona Tanakh, which we have been talking about. That is up there as well. That's happening this coming Sunday here in Lower Manhattan on 29th Street at Aderet L. Cincinnati Community Kolel has an event this Sunday that's up there on our... Uh, community calendar and the best cake bakery is under new ownership and reopening in philadelphia those of you who are live lunch listeners you know about this that's happening the 14th of november go to nachomsegel.com slash community dash calendar galitzal israel army radio 2 p.m newscast for a monday is next we say Boker Tov. 1 p.m. newscast. We say Boker Tov from J-Man. Tal Mirushalayim Asha'a Achat. Ba'ulpan Tal Shenhav im ma shekore akshav. Ve'idat ha'aklim b'Glasgow. Rosh ha'memshala Bennett tzafui l'inom ba'od kishatayim b'fnei ba'ei ha'veida. Sar ha'energia l'shavar Yuval Steinitz ha'erich etzel Amir Ivgi b'galei Tzahal. היעדרותן של סין ורוסיה תפגע בהצלחת הוועידה. העובדה שסין ורוסיה לא משתתפות, שתיים מהמדינות הגדולות בעולם בשטח, זו בעיה קשה. בואו נקווה שמישהו פה יגלה מנהיגות. ועידת פריז הייתה חשובה ביותר והצליחה במידה רבה בזכות המנהיגות שגילה נשיא ארצות הברית אובמה. נראה אם ביידן או בוריס ג'ונסון מסוגלים להיכנס לנעליו. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג מעדכנת כי בשעה זו ראש הממשלה נפגש עם ראש ממשלת אוסטרליה ובהמשך היום תתקיימנה פגישות גם עם נשיא צרפת מקרון וראש ממשלת איטליה. במהלך הפגישות צפוי ראש הממשלה להעלות את סוגיית הגרעין האיראני. שלב הביצוע בתוכנית המיגון מגן צפון יצא לדרך. מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. מיגון בתי תושבים ומבני ציבור הוא חלק חיוני מתפיסת הביטחון של ישראל. ושכך הוחל הבוקר בהקמה של מרחבים מוגנים ב-21 יישובים סמוכי גבול הצפון. הראשון בהם כפר יובל. ביישוב יוקמו 65 מרחבים כאלה. בימים אלו מושלמת התוכנית להרחבתה לעוד שתי ערים ושני מושבים הצמודים לגבול לבנון. בג"ץ דחה את העתירה של המחבל נזמי אבו בקר, המואשם ברצח סמל ראשון עמית בן יגאל, זיכרונו לברכה. בהתאם להחלטת השופטים, קברו של החייל לא ייפתח, והקסדה תישאר בתוכו. זאת לאחר שבית המשפט הצבאי דחה את הבקשה בשתי ערכאות שונות, בטענה שהפגיעה בכבוד המת גוברת על התועלת המשפטית, שעשויה לקום למחבל מהוצאת הקסדה. ברוך בן יגאל, אביו של עמית, ברח על ההחלטה. עורכי הדין של המחבל מנסים בכל דרך אפשרית פשוט להתעלל בנו כמשפחה שכולה. 
מעולם לא נפתח קבר ולא הוגשה בקשה לפתוח קבר של חייל, ובשביל מה? בשביל לראות את הקסדה, שהרי הקסדה נפרקה, נבדקה, זה פשוט טרור חדש נגדנו, נגד ההורים השכולים. ואני רוצה לברך את בית המשפט העליון על האמירה המאוד ברורה. פרקליטות המדינה דורשת לגזור בין ארבע לשש שנות מאסר על אריה שיף מערד שירה למוות בבן מיעוטים שניסה לגנוב את רכבו. בפרקליטות אומרים כי בעקבות הקרבה למקום המגורים החליטו לרדת מהרף המרבי של העונש הקבוע בחוק העומד על 12 שנות מאסר. פרקליטו של שיף, עורך הדין ססי גז, טען בדיון בבית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע כי בהליך הגישור להסדר טיעון דובר על עונש קצר משמעותית של שנת מאסר וחצי. בעקבות האלימות במגרשי הספורט, התאחדות הכדורגל פועלת להחזרת השוטרים ליציעים ולקידום חוק הקנסות המינהליים נגד המתפרעים. מדווח כתב חדשות הספורט, אדר גיציס. בדיון הבוקר במשרד המשפטים, אורן חסון, יושב ראש ההתאחדות לכדורגל, קרא להחזיר את המשטרה לתוך המגרשים כדי למנוע התארגנויות אוהדים לקטטות והפרות סדר. במקביל סוכם כי יקודם חוק הקנסות המינהליים ככלי התמודדות עם התפרעויות ביציעים ותיבחר. וכן האפשרות לזיהוי פנים במצלמות המשטרה. ומכאן למזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות שתהיינה גבוהות מהרגיל העונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
חבוט כמו ילד קטן. סופר עד עשר, פותח את עיניי. J.M. and the A.M. Abba, done by Mordechai Shapiro. You had a couple of selections from him in that set. Enod Milvado as well. Eishad V'chaye Olam, Ma'od Ma'od. That was Ari Goldwag to open up that set. And the 7 o'clock hour, Monday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. Harav David Stav is going to join us coming up about 15 minutes from now. If you are fascinated, as I have been for the last many, many decades, with the um, kashrus industry in Israel, You'll want to make sure to be tuned in about 15 minutes from now when Rostov calls in. Again, if you are interested in the kashrus industry in Israel and the way it's run, 
then you'll want to stay tuned in about 15 minutes from now. Rav David Stav, the founder of Tsohar, is going to be uh, with us here at JM in the AM. Should be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> that I could tell you. Our friends at Gaia Coffee want you to try their delicious brew bags and start your morning with a fresh brewed cup of coffee. That's what they want. It's as simple as that. Go to GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com. Uh, get your brew bags. Get them at a um, 15% discount with promo code radio. Again, 15% off with promo code radio. And, uh, yeah, 15% off of the promo code radio. And you're all set. You get your coffee brew bags. You uh, prepare your hot water, toss in the brew bag, your fresh brewed cup of coffee every single morning. GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com. They also have a big presence on social media, so you should check them out on all the different platforms and enjoy. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. And, um, yeah. And this one uh, comes from Simcha Liner. I 
He officially calls it Medley B on his um, Project Relax Israeli edition. Simcha Liner on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Rav David Stav is going to join us from Sohar in Israel. An interesting conversation. I have a feeling coming up about the uh, Kashra situation in Israel. If it's something that's intrigued you, like it's intrigued me for many, many decades then you'll want to pay careful attention. It's all coming up here at JM in the AM. Monday morning with sunshine and a high temperature of 61. Good morning, all. Big thank you to Matis Wine Gas, JM Sunday. Big thank you to Avrami Finkelstein, Saturday Night Siegel, with Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler. Big thank you to Mark Zamek, our Erev Shabbos show. Amazing weekend programming, much appreciated. Um, Erev Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Thank you to everybody for participating in our weekend programming. Uh, Rabbi Benji Kramer with Meir Me Lim coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern time this morning right after JM in the AM. Yoni Pollock without further review. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about the World Series 
and plenty to say about the NFL coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. And, of course, amazing music all day long. You're listening to JM and the AM, and I thank you so much for listening. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Go to the community calendar on our website. The community calendar on our website has information about the Lander College for Men open house this Sunday, has information about the national finals of the Chidona Tanakh, which is coming up in Manhattan this Sunday, has details about the Brisov Rum get-together in Hillside, New Jersey, luncheon slash dinner this coming Sunday, and plenty more. It's nahumsegal.com slash community dash calendar. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnevis of Alevi, Zechonishmas Esther Basarvis of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Pasuk, Aser Ta'aser, that a person should surely give Miser. The Medrash Tanchuma says, Aser Kedei Shalotis Chaser. A person should be careful. If they give Miser properly, they will have their possessions. If they are Zoche, they will go to sow and plant in their fields. They will reap a rich harvest. But if not, the one who goes out to the fields will find that they take out the anger on the individual, like Esau, as it says that Esau was the Isha Sode, Lotzu Tzayid. He went out in order to hunt. The Zerashimshan asked the question, why does the failure to take Miser anger Esau more than any other Avera, any other sin. We find that Esav used to deceive his father, specifically in the area of Miser. He would ask his father, uh, how much Maser do you have to give from straw or salt? These are items that one does not have to give any Miser at all from. Why specifically did Esav choose the mitzvah of Miser? We know that the greatest matana that Hashem gave to Avram Avinu and all his children and all the generations was Eretz Yisroel. At the time, the Canaanim had a stronghold there. However, Hashem promised to take them out and give it to Bnei Yisrael. The Zerashimshin observes that one who wants to merit the Matana of Eretz Yisrael has to fully acknowledge that Hashem is the owner of the land Esav had wanted to be Zochet to Eretz Yisrael. He wanted his father to give him a chalik, and therefore he specifically addressed that mitzvah, which has a manifestation of the acknowledgement of Hashem's dominion. But when Bnei Yisrael don't give Miser, then Esav is angered, because then we are not any better than he is. We're no more deserving of the land than Esav. Because of that, this particularly stirs the wrath of Esav. The great Hasidic master Rav Nachman of Breslov said that when a person gives money or miser, they have the power to change Midas Adin to Midas Arachamim, the divine attribute of strict justice to the divine attribute of mercy. Avraham was lifted above the Mazalos and shown that his offspring were rooted in tzedek. Avram Avinu knew that through acts of tzedakah and chesed, he could temper the justice and draw tzedakah, righteousness and loving kindness, to his entire family. Tzedek, with a hay added, becomes tzedakah. And so too, Avram had the hay added to his name, Avraham. May all of Klal Yisrael be Zoche 
through Chesed and Staka to Besuros Tavos Yeshuos Vedechamos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM on a Monday morning broadcast in mid July. Israel's Minister of Religious Affairs proposed a bill that would introduce a reform to the country's kashrus industry. Why was this necessary? With us live via telephone is the chairman of Tsohar, chief rabbi of the city of Shoham, and as somebody who with Tsohar has emerged as one of the most dominant social forces, paving the way for a more ethical, inclusive, and inspiring approach to Zionist Jewish life in Israel. I refer, of course, to Harav David Stav. Rav Stav, a pleasure to welcome you back. At- oh, I apologize. Okay, I thought Rav was with us. And as soon as he is with us, we'll reintroduce him at JM in the AM. Okay. And as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, Rav Stav is the uh, chief rabbi of Shoham, chairman of Tsohar. And um, in mid-July, Israel's Minister of Religious Affairs proposed a bill that would introduce a reform to the country's kosher industry. Harav Stav, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning to you and to all the audience that are listening to us. I guess the, the the two first questions for us all the way on the other side of the world is is the only way to make a change in the kashrus industry through some type of government bill that's number 1 and why is this change necessary Well first of all we have to understand that uh, there is a huge difference than the Kashrut in Israel and Kashrut, for instance, in the United States of America. In Israel, since we want, and most of the people are buying kosher products, there is a huge interest that uh, everybody that wants to eat kosher will get uh, the quality of kashrut that he wants to and that he needs to get. Because of that, the government and the Knesset are involved in that, and they established a bill years ago saying that the only one that could use the word kosher is only the supervisors on behalf of the chief rabbinate. Nobody else is allowed, is allowed to use the word kosher. All the badatim that uh, I guess all of your listeners know when they come and they want badats this and badats that, all these are only in addition to the chief rabbinate's uh, a kashrut supervision, and they could not stand by itself, at least officially by law. Now, the, this situation is not normal, because uh, every Jewish family that uh, wants to eat kosher knows that the word kosher doesn't belong to the government, and could not belong only to somebody that uh, works on behalf of the government. The word kashrut belongs to every Jewish family that wants to eat kosher. And therefore, um, this situation, A, is not normal. But B, the fact that the law gave the rabbinate the monopoly of providing kashrut 
caused a lot of problems. I don't want to go into all the problems, but as a matter of fact, the Supreme Court has found in many places, in many places, actually in 95% of the places in Israel, that the supervisors were getting paid by the um, employees, which Moshe Feinstein and others believe that it's not proper halachically. Yeah, the employers. It's not the, legal. Right, the employers of the proprietorship would pay them, right? Those who right. owned it, the owners would pay them, right? The owners, the businessmen, right. the, the owners of the restaurants, right. instead of belonging to, that's A, the state controller found in his, in his report, and every year he deals with this, that many of the supervisors didn't show up to work. Many of them reported of many hours that do not exist in, uh, in a daytime working, 27 hours a day, etc., etc. Something was very wrong in the system. Right. And we kept on saying that it requires, A, a competition, B, disengaging anything that smells politics. Because most of the supervisors today work on behalf of the politicians that nominated them to be the supervisors. Because right. who gives the kashrut? The head of the religious councils. The heads of the religious councils are no, political nominations. Now, they appoint to be mashgichim, the supervisors. They appoint their relatives, their party members, etc., etc. And that's not a professional way of running kashrut. So that's why the reform is necessary, because the current situation could not continue. A, it's not legal, but the kashrut wasn't kashrut in many of the places. Right. As a matter of fact, I think 95% of the Haredi people in Israel didn't bring to their homes food that has only kosher uh, certificate uh, with the rabbinate. If you open a bottle of wine, and I guess many of you buy... Uh, wines of Carmel Mizrahi and other companies from Israel that are brought to America, you will see that every bottle has at least two, three, four, five stamps. Now, all this costs money, and if somebody wants to take two stamps because he has different crowds of customers, that's fine. But why do you force him to take the stamp of the chief rabbinate that and nobody needs it? Because they they have better kashrut uh, supervision on behalf of Badat or other other rabbis that give the kashrut. So what we what we offered and for years already we were struggling for that uh, with no connection to any uh, any political situation or circumstances. We are claiming for that for more than five years that the kashrut should be privatized. Under the supervision of the chief rabbinate, the rabbinate should supervise that the different corporations that provide kashrut are sticking to the law, are sticking to the halachic laws, to only all kashrut issues that are required to be supervised. But the rabbinate will not be the employee of these people because these people that were employed by them uh, many times did not fit to the right. job. Okay, Rav David Stav is with us. We're talking about the Kashrut reform in Israel. I, I think the it's still confusing, though, why the model that you just that you just uh, asked for, that you're hoping for, is not the Badat's model. And I'm just using Badat as an example. It's a, and I'm not endorsing anybody here. But in other words, if if the if today the Rabbanut and the Badats have that type of relationship where they are sort of under the Rabbanut but, but also doing their own thing. A, a, another Kashrus agency would not be able to do the same thing. In other words, have that, that, that overseeing that you're looking for from the Rabbanut and at the same time be someone. No, that's exactly, what, that's exactly what we want to do. We want 
But if that's the case, well, there is no need for the rabbinate to intervene. Right. There is only need that the rabbinate will supervise. Right. Just like uh, there is a competition between different, uh, um, um, I would say, kupot uh, cholim, the, right. the uh, health services in Israel. It used to be uh, all people in Israel were insured only by one by one provider of health services. And this was corrupted, and, the, and the, the customers didn't get the right the right service they re, they deserved. Now there is a competition between the different companies, and the the level of the service that the customers get in health, in licensing uh, cars, in everything that is privatized. We know as a fact that once you privatize something and you open it to competition, the customer benefits. In our case. We believe that the same model that works in the States, that there is OU and OK and Star-K and Triangle, whatever whatever company, now right. people know to differentiate and people have their prioritizations. There are those yeah. ones that, re- that rely on this cash route and do not rely on the other one and vice versa. Fine. That's, a, that's the character of, uh, that's the nature of the competition. Now, uh, for many of us, and I mentioned earlier when I said that you were going to be coming on the air, I have been concerned about this issue for decades. I, uh, it, it's always interesting to me how the kashrut industry in Israel in some ways is not as reliable as outside of Israel, which is you know, something that's in some ways absurd, frankly. Um, but is the only way now to do this, is the only way to make the change that you're looking for to actually do it in some type of legal manner. In other words, in other words, when we read the press release, it said a bill has been introduced. It literally has to go through the government channels for this change to be made. Yes, because the only because the current situation is that the rabbinate has the authority to give kashrut through the law. They don't do it by themselves. It's not because the people want it or do not want it. It's because the law forced the people to use the rabbinate. So now the law is just changing. The same law that gave the authority to the chief rabbinate or to the local rabbinate, now the law will give the authority to all corporations to give kashrut under the supervision of the chief rabbinate. Right. So, so the ones that are associated with the chief rabbinate, they have a, a right to use the word kosher. You or any organization, whether it's Sohar or any other, has no right at the moment to, to actually uh, establish a kashrut organization in Israel. Right. Wow. Wow. That is unbelievable. Now it will change, and the word kashrut will come back to whom it belongs to. It belongs to every rabbi that is entitled to say kasher. If something is kasher, he will have to stick to standards. He will have to to make sure that there is no corruption, that there will be a very strict supervision on him. But it's not that this word will belong to certain groups that that is... (laughs) A political group, and that uh, they care only about um, certain people to appoint them to the jobs, and it will not belong to one group. The word kasher belongs to the Jewish people, belongs to the Torah. Yeah, it doesn't gonna, belong right. to one group. I was just going to say, it belongs to the Jewish people is right. Um, now, now in the article that we read that you wrote, uh, the title is "Why Israel's Kashrut Reform Bill Matters for the Diaspora." Now, we're pretty comfortable, as you described, and as you and I just discussed. We're pretty comfortable as kosher consumers with the kashrut set up here. Why is this bill in Israel important for Jews outside of Israel? I think it's important because of two major things. A, because today um, many of the um, 
of the Americans that want to produce and to sell products to Israel, they have to go through a very, very bureaucratic uh, system. And uh, I don't want to say uh, something bad about this system, but uh, it's not always the honest, the honest way of, of uh, it's not only kashrut, pure kashrut. Right. And from now on, they will be able to get the license to sell products to, to export products to Israel through different uh, corporations of Kashrut, and they will not be depending on one man that, by the way, is now indicted to court for corruption. Um, they will, the, the market will open. Once it's opened, there will be different corporations that will cooperate with different people in America or in other places in the world that want to sell products to Israel. That's A. B, I think many of the Americans don't feel comfortable that there is only one way that uh, represents the, the levels of Kashrut, and they would like to see different types of Kashrut. They would like to see transparency, to see that when they come to a restaurant, they know exactly what they get. If it says, uh, <clears throat> but that's what does it mean? If it says, so what does it mean? They want to understand what they buy, because they come to, they are strangers, they are foreigners, they don't know what's going on. And they don't know what's maddening, what's not maddening. They have no clue because there is no transparency. Now they will, have trans they will see transparency, um, and, and it will make the, the entire climate of, of the Kashrut, the approach to Kashrut, something that is not political, something that is not uh, business-wise. It's something that is pure Kashrut. Yeah. I believe that these two issues will influence a lot of the feelings, will change a lot of the emotions towards what's going on in Israel among different societies, and that's why I think it's very important for yeah. the American Jews. Don't worry, I agree with you 100%. So today, I'm just giving an example. Today, if the rabbi of Shoham wanted to put up a kashrut certificate in a local Shoham restaurant, he would not be able to. Today? If, um, no. Today, if the local rabbi of Shoham wants to give kashrut in Shoham, he's able to do that, because ah, that's my city. Got it. But if I'm, I'm a local rabbi, and a local rabbi could do it. But if I would want, for instance, a town uh, next to me that has no rabbi, for instance, and wants to use my kashrut services, I'm not allowed to. Uh, this will change, for instance. Rav Stav, I, I don't mean to get philosophical, and frankly, you have fought so many battles against corruption and operational failures in Israel that uh, you know the, the fact that you're still fighting the fight is, is pretty amazing and that you're keep, keep, keeping a positive outlook about this is pretty amazing. But it, it, I, I just have to state so the audience understands, it, it, it is sad, it is, um, it is disappointing that we have gotten to this point in this area in the state of Israel. What on earth is more important, and I know there are more important things, but you understand what I mean. It's the center of life. is food. is the center of life. It's our sustenance. What is more important to everybody than, than eating and keeping the laws of kashrut and making sure that everything is handled in a proper manner? I know that you want to emphasize the positive, but at, at times we just have to understand and realize that it's a terrible disappointment that we've gotten to this point. That's correct. But first of all, we don't have the privilege to be desperate. That's our country. We don't have another country. We're privileged to live in this country. And 
I want to add one more thing. Sure. It's true that we have a few, we run a few battles in the past. By the way, we changed the bill of marriage, right. and today the marriage in Israel is open to all to all couples, to all rabbinates. Right. And there is a real competition between the rabbinates on the heart of the couples, and right. that's exactly what we wanted. And Baruch Hashem, now we are hopefully, if the bill the bill will pass, um, we are in, in the beginning of a new era in the relationship between the Israeli society and the Kashrut. And uh, I believe that in the end of this process, we will find ourselves with much more many people that will eat kosher. You know, when we started our project of, of Kashrut, of Tzoa, a few years ago, since then we added 250 restaurants that never had Kashrut before. We added them to the people that eat kashrut, that eat kosher. Millions of people, I believe, will start to eat kosher in Israel versus the situation today that at least half of the restaurants in Tel Aviv don't have kashrut certificates. I believe that with this change, many of them, not all of them, but many of them will get kashrut and bezat Hashem, more and more Jewish people will eat kosher as we hope that more and more Jewish people will get married in a proper way. When do we know about this bill? What's the timetable when this bill will hopefully... I guess that the timetable is this Friday because the sessions in Knesset will begin, I believe, tomorrow and uh, tomorrow afternoon. I believe that they will come to an end towards Friday morning. And you're confident that this will pass or you're not sure? No, no, no. I'm never confident. I have confidence only in one God and one Hashem. I believe in His presence, and that's the that's about it. I don't, I, I don't, I have no confidence in nothing. I know that this government is not sustainable. I'm not sure that uh, that uh, what is true for this moment will be true tomorrow morning, and will be true in five minutes. You know, it's a very shakable situation. I hope and. What all what seems on the surface seems to be that it's going to pass, but you know I'm never I'm not confident. It, it's this could be as we say in America, this could be a real game changer, a real game changer in, in Israel and for the Jewish world. It is. It is a real game changer in the Israeli society, and uh, I hope a blessed change to the. All consumers of kashrut in Israel and throughout the world. Rev Stav, always an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Shalom, shalom. He is the chief rabbi of the city of Shoham and chairman of Tsohar. Tsohar has emerged as one of the most dominant social forces, paving the way for a more ethical, inclusive, and inspiring approach to Zionist Jewish life in Israel. And it is uh, always an honor to have Rav Stav on our program, Harav David Stav. Friday, he, uh, as of now, Friday is the day we should be paying careful attention to see if this Kashrut reform bill passes in Israel. More coming up. It's a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. By the way, uh, I want to thank uh, AJA Carpool uh, number 204 leader, listener Daniel, who has wished good luck to Yoni Pollock on his quote-unquote second chance. Yoni has... <laughs> The Houston Astros have three chances. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't say that. They, meaning Atlanta, has three chances to win the World Series. So last night they didn't. They'll be going for it, I guess, against again tomorrow. But he's wishing Yoni good luck in their friendly uh, wager. Uh, D. Braun says, nationally ranked number two YU Max men's basketball opens up the season this coming weekend. That is correct. That's going to be big stuff, to say the least. And Trucker Yitz chimes in about Kashra's uh, discussions. 
years ago. He spoke to the uh, AKO convention at the OU building in New York, and the Kosher's Magazine printed his entire speech. It's the Kosher Trucker Speaks About Kosher Trucking. I like that. Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Shem and the AM. I'll dedicate that to all the uh, Chabad Shluchim who were here for the Kinnis HaShluchim. Uh, I heard it was uh, absolutely wonderful. And why wouldn't it be? It's an amazing gathering. Uh, and very different than uh, than it was last year, obviously. <laughs> and... Uh, in uh, the 2020 COVID era, the 2021 COVID era, at least now at the end of 2021, seems to be a bit better. Israel has reopened. Those of you who are planning on going this month, make sure you know exactly what the rules are. But they are, for, vo- for vaccinated people, they're relatively easy rules to um, to follow. And, um, and that's that. When will we return to the Holy Land? I don't know. We'll see. I was there, of course, for Yom NCSY this past summer. And um, see if we can make it there at some point before the end of 2021. More coming up. Thanks for listening in, everybody. And don't forget, you can comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Our community calendar is very active. Baruch Hashem. The Bris Avram dinner for this coming Sunday is up there. The Lander College for Men Open House, which we're going to be talking about later in the week, is up there. The National Finals for the uh, Chidona Tanakh Championship in New York is happening this coming Sunday. The World Zionist Organization, with the cooperation of the American Zionist Movement and the Israeli Ministry of Education, will be holding national finals of the Chidona Tanakh for adults this coming Sunday, starting at 4 p.m. at the Aderet L, 135 East 29th Street in New York. The fun game show-style competition will be accompanied by videos, live musical performances. Come marvel at the contestants' knowledge while also enjoying a lively celebration of Tanakh in Israel. At the conclusion of the finals, a festive dinner will be served. Attendance is absolutely free. you got to pre-register. Go to the AZM, American Zionist Movement website. Fill out the form for everybody who wants to attend and get ready to be there this coming Sunday. It should be a really, really amazing event. Every Chidona Tanakh is, and this one has proven to be really fun and festive over the years. So check it out. Monday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And of course, the beloved NSN app.
So I'm wishing you all a good Gebench Dior. Our homes and our hearts in Yerushalayim are waiting for all of you to come and join us. Really, really come and join us. I'm not just saying it to sound cute. Please join us. Please get up and dance. Please give us all the cough you have. And please let us greet Mashiach Tzitkenu. Immediately, immediately, immediately. Thank you so much for coming, Shepard.
Played that the other day, Shlomo Katz, Nigun Neshama. Oh, when he says come to Israel at the beginning, that was a uh, 
<laughs> that was an inspiring plea, to say the least, especially during these times. Boy, oh boy. But November 1st, now it's easier to get to Israel. Thank God. Let's hope that continues. Yaakov Shweki with Yogati before that to open up the 8 o'clock hour. Good morning. Sunshine today, a high of 61. Right now we're at 77 in Yushalayim, 54 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Check out our community calendar online, as I've been telling you. It has information about the Bris of Rum luncheon and dinner this coming, excuse me, this coming Sunday. The Lander College for Men's Open House is coming Sundays up there. The National Finals of Chidona Tanakh are happening this coming Sunday, 4 p.m. at Aderet L on East 29th Street here in Manhattan. There'll be a festive dinner served afterwards. The event is totally free. Register at the link on our community calendar. Go to nachomsigl.com slash community dash calendar. And, um, and you'll be glad you did because you'll be able to register for the event. It's totally free and it's very, very cool. Anytime we can, uh, anytime we have a, an opportunity to, um, celebrate Tanakh like they do at the, uh, at the Bible contest, that's an amazing opportunity to say the least. Yeah. JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. Um, if you haven't yet become a uh, monthly donor to JM in the AM, please consider it. Very easy. FJBUnity.org. Again, FJBUnity.org. Please consider it. FJBUnity.org. More coming up uh, Monday morning, JM in the AM.
in der Freiheit erzieht, mich und Abenen mit Abrennen. Sie sind rebender Kufe zu schreien, Efscher Empfehlung erkennen. Jedes Wort sug ich fort, mit Kavone und mit Gefühl. Ob belang noch mal schmeine Essere, es war noch als der ganze Schiel. Wie ich betracht, Sampun am Lacht, der Schischiwe gut lange zieht. Mistam schwebte dort sehr hoch, in die Himmeln Vater flieht. Ich kläre an, es mit euch sah, größe Scheimes hoch und erschien. Muss es fehlt mir noch in Kavunes, bet ich Rebbe lehrend mich. Oi Manta, ihr liebe Kind, du lebst in Natur. Ich trage noch den buschenden Tatsch, an jedem Bruch ist eine ganze Welt. Wenn ich komme, überzieht es im Bruch, finde heute du es. Such ich heute, mein Herz wird aufgestellt. Bis euch kenne ich im Danken genieg, auf alle Kassude. Zertit in Tit mit mir, hei jeden Tag noch, noch. Auf sein Kitschel geheißen, sein größer göttliche Fudem. Auf jeden Utem zog ich Meude in meiner Nacht nicht noch. Macht mit, es ist aber alles gibt. Es liegt noch zu dem in jedem Siede. In der Fülle, wenn sie geht ins Schwelle, auch bei Zar, ihr Kraft zu lieb. Kolschiken darf man sehen, wenn das Leben geht hier geschiede. Sie bedanken dem lieben Taten von tiefen Herzen, Leute, Lieber Bruder, ja, die Gäste ins Haschbuhes. Jede Jede ist ab und juchet, jede Kind ist eine ganze Welt. Mit Leuben dankt sie dir, die Keiler heute du es. So gich meute, mein Herz wird umgestellt. Weil die Eibich und so für alle Chassuden. Wie viel geht's, die Tist, den Tist mit mir, a jeden Tag noch in Ort. Auf dann Chitschel Chesed, dann größer göttliche Fuden. Auf jeden Utem zog ich meut immer nach Nilon.
Shlemy Gertner. Mordechai Ben David before that with Modem. You heard Mamlichos done by the Yeshiva Boys. And the Miami Boys were in there with this Simcha Rabbah. Monday morning broadcast, JM and the M, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman, Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi, is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Also, our friends at Art Scroll continue to offer you a uh, major discount plus free shipping with promo code RADIO. So if you want to buy the brand new Rabbi Nachman Seltzer book entitled Insider about Yisrael Katzover, if you want to get the uh, Sefer Zera Shimshon, which is being heralded at artscroll.com, if you want the brand new Simply book, the cookbook by Rifki Kleiman, who joined us last week, if you want the brand new Yechiel Spiro book about Birchas Hamazon, the brand new children's book with stories about Rabbi David Trank, uh, anything at all from artscroll.com. You know the rule, always use promo code radio. That is the rule. When you use promo code radio, you get um, a wonderful discount and free shipping from our friends at Artscroll. Well, our friends at Joma have been at the forefront of a plenty when it comes to health in our community. Uh, but n- no more did we feel it than during this um, last 18 months when they were really in the lead. I actually said this to somebody in a state position in New York State, the lead that Joma has uh, taken in informing our community about uh, uh, restrictions, guidelines, advice regarding COVID-19, and, of course, uh, information about the COVID-19 vaccine, which we still encourage people to get. Uh, Joma, by the way, has a hotline uh, that's now answering all your questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. It's 843-VAX-INFO. 843-VAX-INFO, you could actually get all your COVID-19 questions answered live by a volunteer. As we've said, uh, is doing a whole bunch of amazing things for our community. And um, one of them is their teen health initiative. And with us live via telephone is, ja- is Dr. Jackie Benayoun. Um, Dr. Benayoun is from Queens, New York, received a bachelor's in biochem at Yeshiva University, and worked as a clinical research coordinator in the oncology department at Columbia University Medical Center. In 2021, she graduated from SUNY Downstate College of Medicine with a distinction in research and an award for a contribution in the medical education pathway. She's passionate about community advocacy and inspiring the next generation of female physicians. She feels very fortunate to have collaborated in many capacities with JOMA and is currently co-chair of the new Teen Health Committee. She is a first-year pediatrics resident at Westchester Medical Center. A pleasure, uh, Dr. Benayoun, to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning. Nice to talk to you, too. How is the residency going at the Westchester Medical Center? Um, It's good. We're very, very busy. Um, Still busy post-COVID. Our numbers are going up every day. Sorry, I have a bit of a head cold. But, um, you know, it's it's busy. (laughs) But our numbers actually increased after COVID significantly. Meaning meaning numbers of cases of COVID or number of patients that you're servicing? (laughs) Number of patients that we're servicing, um, a lot of pediatric offices are still hesitant to see, you know, sick children in case they have COVID. So we still pretty much swab almost everyone that comes in through the emergency room. Not that everyone, most most kids don't test positive for COVID, but 
you know, we are still encouraging the older kids, the teenagers, um, to get vaccinated wow. when they can. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I know that uh, Joma, and obviously, I'm sure you you as well endorse um, uh, the practice of vaccination. Certainly, in this case, in the case of COVID nineteen, and as I said earlier, everybody in the audience, remember, you can always get more information about the vaccine and your questions about the vaccine by contacting the Joma hotline at eight four three vax info eight four three v a x i n f o. Well, I mean, you're it's uh, it's obvious from the introduction, as we said, that you're quite concerned about uh, education um, uh, in our community on issues that are. Uh, uh, important about health. Tell us about this teen health initiative. When did it begin and what's its purpose? Yeah, so we've been talking about this for several, several months. Um, we had a women's health initiative, which was really successful at running webinars for um, the Jewish community free of charge on different topics um, concerning, you know, women's health that some women might not have necessarily felt comfortable asking their doctor about or wanted just familiar from female physicians from the community to talk to them about these topics. We had some of our mental health professionals involved, everything from, you know, uh, miscarriage to just regular pregnancy and what to expect. Um, you know, we partnered with a lot of our great partner organizations like JScreen, Sean Task Force, um, as well to kind of, you know, spread the word and give their, their pitch in terms of their organization and how they could also further collaborate. Um, and we realized that uh, we, we didn't want to just focus on, um, you know, women that were in their 20s, 30s, 40s, but why not start with younger women that were 10, 11, 12, 13, that were kind of undergoing different changes in their body and just, you know, working not just with them, but really with their parents and their educators and other health care professionals that, um, you know, care for them to have to empower them and teach them how to better speak to their their teenage daughters. So we had our pilot webinar just just the other day, just on Sunday. Um, it was our part one, and we're going to have our part two the following Sunday, which will now directly address the girls. So it's it's a similar talk pretty much that we gave to parents. In order to register for the part two, you have to have been registered for part one with parents. But now this is for teenagers, and you know. If if one of their family, older family members wants to attend with them, you know, put it on Zoom, kind of listen in. Um, but that's really, you know, the first step. And we're working on creating animations with uh, an organization in Israel called Koshen, which is already doing this type of work in Israel to kind of translate some of their videos. And, and then, uh, you know, we also have a, a not Jewish Orthodox um, similar organization that we've been in talks with to, to do the same kind of thing. Just these five-minute clips on, again, normal changes in, in body as um, girls develop, and just to give them that information that sometimes it's not as easy to get at home or at school just because, you know, to hear it from a medical professional in the right terms and in a way that's palatable for you know, the firm audience, I think, is, is a huge step. Um, and it's something that doesn't really exist right now. The, and, you know, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. From, your, from, from your perspective, was the first webinar well attended? Yeah, we definitely, we had uh, 150 people wow, live. And, nice. you know, w- this is something that we wanted to start with, uh, you know, small, because we, we, uh, we definitely want to build on it. But, we, uh, we hope that as the momentum gains, we're going to get, gain more and more audience members 
And um, another aspect is also to get pamphlets for doctors' offices um, and to get more educators involved. Um, and again, this is not meant for any specific segments of the from community. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, yeshivish or non-orthodox. We really want you want to create it in a tone that's um, that works for every segment of the from community. Yeah, I think Joma in general has made an effort to keep everybody under the same umbrella, which is not easy these days. But we've given them credit yeah. over over the last few months for doing just that. Doctor Jackie Benayoun right. is with us live via telephone. Co-chairs the uh, a Teen Health Initiative. Uh, for Joma. And I'm assuming that these webinars and online five-minute segments, and it's amazing, we'll talk in a minute about the five-minute segments, but I'm assuming all this will lead to some in-person events as well down the road if necessary, or if you guys that, feel feel that it's only going to you know enhance the whole experience for the young no, ladies. No, that is definitely, definitely a goal, of course, um, and even to get the educators in person. You know, I think what's nice about webinars, besides for COVID and keeping everyone safe, is that it allows a level of anonymity so that no one feels uncomfortable. No one, you know, we don't, maybe maybe we have a sense of where people are attending from, but we don't specifically care to know people's names or email addresses. Um, we just want to get as many people involved as possible, but this way people feel comfortable that they're attending this on their own time. Um, but definitely, I'm sorry, an in-person event is, is in the works in the near future. And for educators, like I said, for parents, yeah. for healthcare professionals, that, that's who we want to help, help it's, their children. It's funny about the whole five-minute thing because as, as kids get information about everything nowadays, as everything, as all information about everything is at everyone's fingertips, which is a completely new thing for some of us, relatively speaking, um, uh, y- we want to stay ahead of the curve. We want to we be ahead of the curve, rather. We want to make sure... Uh, that we're giving, and we meaning our community leaders in the area of health, obviously, I'm not talking about myself, that we give uh, accurate information, important information, and really helpful information uh, to, the, to those young people who could be getting their information, frankly, from anywhere. And and the second stage is the five-minute clips. I am, I am sure that in your um, academic career, uh, you had to sit through classes that were longer than five minutes in order to get to where you definitely, got to. <laughs> but, definitely. But I will tell you that even in medical school nowadays, Animated content goes a long way wow. <laughs> to help you memorize large volumes of information. So that's actually partially why this idea of creating animated content um, really came to mind, and why you know we found so many different medical animators um, and groups that could work with us. And interestingly, I attended a conference online about a year ago, a medical education conference, and I really loved one of the presentations. The woman who presented was uh, presenting from Tel Aviv, and I reached out to her, and she told me that. She uses an Israeli company, and lo and behold, some of these um, you know non-Jewish companies that we've been reaching out to also use Israeli animators. So you know it's kind of coming full circle in a way that we're able to to use a, a Jewish-made technology to promote our goal of helping Jewish people. I'm assuming there's information about the Teen Health Initiative on the Joma website. Everybody, go to joma.org. J O W. MA.org. That's J O W M A.org. And Dr. Ben Ayun, before we let you go, we should say a word about the uh, COVID 19 hotline. And I'm, I'm, I'm lauding, and as I said earlier on the air, I actually said to a member of government uh, this week that uh, Joma has been at the forefront of educating our community and encouraging uh, the vaccinations. We know how important that is, especially as we get to the point where many, many people are vaccinated, but there's a group that hesitates to do so. Um, the, the, this hotline, 843-VAX-INFO, 
uh, can only help, and people, I'm sure you will say, uh, should feel comfortable calling and discussing anything about the vaccine with your representatives. Definitely. I actually volunteered for the hotline. We have great hours. We, we're on Mote Shabbos. We're on Sunday, month, throughout the week, pretty much. Um, you know, and we have all types of questions. There was a specific question I answered from a woman who was expecting, and she wasn't able to get a hold of her doctor, so we were able to give her, you know, uh, just reassure her that the vaccine was safe in pregnancy, and that helped solidify her decision. Um, at the end of the day, we can't give personalized medical advice uh, for people that are not our patients, right. but we can definitely guide them in terms of what, um, you know, the larger uh, health organizations, the same guidance and, and criteria that are being given, you know, through the CDC and other organizations, we can kind of just direct them to that information. We're also happy to text people, email people. Um, if they provide that us with our, you know, if they provide us with that information, we can give them more more information so they could look look things up at their leisure so you know thank god we've been doing uh, a lot of work on this initiative too i can only imagine joma hotline everybody have all your COVID 19 questions answered live by a volunteer 843 vax info 843 vax info information about the teen health initiative you can go to joma.org j-o-w-m-a org. Dr. Jackie Benayoun is uh, co-chair of the Teen Health Initiative for Joma. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. More coming up. It's a Monday at JM in the AM. I'm 
Yaakov Shweki, Hine Elokeinu, Uri Davidi before that was Shirla Asid Lovo, and Ashrei was done by Shalshelas. Achenu be Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JMN. My big thanks to David Stav from Israel. My big thanks to... Uh, Dr. Ben Ayun from uh, Joma, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. Plenty more coming up. May Irmi Lim, Rabbi Benji Kramer, May Irmi Lim in memory of Mayor Weingarten, an amazing presentation about the Hebrew language with Rabbi Benji Kramer is coming up next here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. 10 o'clock for Yoni Pollock, and after further review, all the latest in sports, including the World Series and the NFL. And uh, tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m., and I certainly hope you'll join us. Keep it with us all day long. You'll love the music all through the day. And if you want to support us, we would welcome monthly donors or any donors at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.